What's up, everybody? We're back yet with another Regista Report. Run it back. We're here again. It is Wednesday, September 15th. It's going to be lit. We have Ronaldo effect in full effect. Did I say that twice? <laughs> you said that twice, yep. And we had Champions League to review a little bit and preview. So we're going to talk about this weekend's re- uh, Premier League action, all the hype that went down, all the stories in between, lots of debate to go on. Let's start it, man. Regis Report starts now. Let's get it. Introducing to you is the man himself, Joey B, the smartest man I know, the coolest head in the USA. We might have to play that. <laughs> we might have to play that clip, Joey. We should. Uh, for what you said day before the Honduras game, the USA Honduras game. My man, Joey, what up? What up, Benito? Yeah, man, absolutely. I think I called literally everything that happened that match. I said would happen. So, I mean, if you haven't listened yet, listen back. It was yeah. before the game. Basically, I'm genius status right now. I'm just waiting for the Regista <laughs> report to blow up even further. Um, ESPN has been blown up my phone. Right now, I'm dedicated to Regista report. I'm dedicated to Ben. I'm here Tuesday nights for the Regista, and I'm ready to get it tonight. So, let's get it. <laughs> Uh, congratulations. No, no, Joey, that was that was an excellent call, dude. Yeah, we, we smashed it totally. Taylor two halves in that game. Very <laughs> much must, so. Must say that first half, Berhalter did try to like fire himself. <laughs> he did, he did. But uh we were cool heads and we came out on top, four one dub, and uh we're sitting we're sitting okay now with that. That's that's over with. Um but we're gonna be Premier League heavy, Joey. You ready to get yeah. it? Yeah, oh, I'm ready to get it, bro. Always ready to get it, baby. And then we got Champions League to review and preview a little bit. Some some craziness happened today. Yes. Can't wait to get to that. Yep. Yep. Um, but Joey, why don't you go ahead and kick it off with uh, something that man I might not have heard of. You always yeah. like to do that. Yeah. So I would call this guy maybe the best manager in the ro- uh, world. And that's, of course, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, he gave a really good interview about two days ago. Uh, I think it kind of flew under the radar, but he said some really cool things about Liverpool. He was kind of interviewed about, you know, their lack of spending in the transfer market. And he had really good answers. He said, if you look at the history of Liverpool, that's kind of always been our MO. Um, And then he was kind of asked about, well, your squad's kind of aging. Like, what's up with that? And he's like, dude, my squad's 28, 29 years old. Like, these, these guys are in the prime of their lives. Like, I feel like he's really, really hungry. But I also feel like, you know, you could ask him a question and he'll have an answer for anything. So the the part that I'm going to hone on here is about a 10-minute interview. I'm going to pick it up where he starts to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo because this man is sort of the man of the hour uh, right now. And it's just – it's always cool to hear this guy talk. So I'm going to play it for you guys right now. Uh, Jurgen's going to take it away, and then I'm going to answer all your questions uh, <laughs> on the back end. So let's get it. Well, I really enjoy 
our football and want to be as successful as possible. And yeah. That means, of course, going for everything, if that's possible, depends on all the other things which happen during the season. Since you touched on Manchester United, we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have spoken about Cristiano. No, they were not no. on my list of things no, we're talking about at yeah. all. Um, did it surprise you that Ronaldo <laughs> came back? You know, are you looking forward to, to playing him, you know, going up against yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I played Cristiano. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, yeah. But I mean in the Premier League then, OK. Yeah. Am I happy that he's at United? No, I can't say that. It's not true. <laughs> um, Why it's, not? Yeah, it's too good a player. Yeah, unfortunately. No, but it's... Um, Yes, I was surprised, not about United and in the end, but mm. when I heard the first rumours that he wants to leave Ju Juventus, you think, yeah. I, I, I had no idea about I'm not in the Juventus circle that people inform me from time to time what's mm. going on there. So I was surprised about that in City, and then I thought, oh, that would be fun, good fun for United. And then United obviously stepped in and did it, and it's all fine, free world. Yeah. They can do what they want. Dude, when Jurgen Klopp says it's all fine, it feels like shit's about to hit the fan. He's like, no, nah, it's fine. We didn't sign anyone, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, can't, I was trying to do his laugh for a second ago. It sounded better a second ago, but. <laughs> nah, you nailed it, bro. But that, I mean, it's a, it's a 10 minute interview. It's a really good interview. Um, you guys should definitely take a listen to the full thing, but um, he's got a lot of good sound bites in that one. Dude, Jurgen Klopp, without his trademark glasses, doesn't feel the same, first mm -hmm. off. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, but dude. Um. So yeah, do you think his, his his what do you what do you think he's really thinking about his Asian squad? And do you feel like he's, he's yes. still hungry for it and everything? Like he's he's very happy with what he's got right now. I think he was very subtly hinting in the most professional way possible. He wanted more signings this summer. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's fine. he kept saying, it's fine. It's fine. That's not the way we do things. It's fine. But he didn't feel like it was fine. It, it yeah. felt like a little built-up tension there. Um, honestly, I think he's probably getting tired of those questions. Um, <laughs> like, but when you know, we, like, you know, when your missus says, like, yeah, is something wrong? And you're like, and, and your wife says, oh, no, it's it's fine. You know you're, you're fucked. Not, <laughs> you know it's, <laughs> it's bad. That's the worst like, oh, it can get. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> 100, bro. That's what it was. Um, yeah, but I, mm -hmm. I was going to ask you on the topic. Well, I guess we can save it for the Premier League section. I'm going to save. I'm going to save the question for later. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I have I have huge respect for Klopp, and I love I love their squad, man. I love Liverpool. Um, yeah. They're they they're the way they play. It's all it's all behind Klopp too. His rock and roll top top of football, and Salah, bro. Salah is just Beast. keeps keeps doing what he does, and I feel like. He's he's going down in Premier League history as as one of the best, and I feel like that's not said enough. Um, for some reason, I don't I don't know why, but like, dude, he he's he's got what he got like a hundred goals and like one of the fastest um, scoring yes. right this yeah. this weekend. Yeah, well, he's so, one dude. of the fastest to reach a hundred goals in the games played. Um, but yeah, outstanding player. He did that this weekend. Yeah, this is insane, man. And you okay. saw his mural in New York the other day, right? <laughs> I did, bro. When I saw that, I was like, that's so sick. Yeah. That's so dope. I saw that. I saw that yeah, picture. Bro. Real sick. Yeah, man. Uh, Love cool. the hair, too. You got to say. Fantastic hair. <laughs> yeah, him and Trent had the same hairdo. <laughs> dude, it was, dude, it's like, amazing. They were in sync, man. They were in sync together. Dude, they were, yeah. They are vibing. He's too uh, nice, bro. He's too nice. Uh, off the back of that. I don't know a good transition to go from that <laughs> to, to this, but uh, another guest coach that we uh, have admired in the past it's Arsene Wenger, Joey. Yeah, it's Arsene, for sure. He's when he says something, you know, we listen. We're like, right. uh, what? And, and anything he says, like you can ask him, you know, like, what do you think of poop? 
and he'll be like, <laughs> give it, oh, this, it's natural, come out of your body, you know, it's, it's good for you. It makes you a better footballer. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're right. So, yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> but dude, what do you want me to poop more, coach? <laughs> yeah, is something wrong with my bowel movements? Is that what you're saying? You know, so you got to listen to Arson. Yeah. But what he's come out and said was was kind of shocking this this past week. He he came out with a proposal that we should have a World Cup every two years, uh, and with that also he proposed that we should have a qualifying stage where it's one month period and get that qualifying stage basically eliminate all these like international windows which we all freaking hate. <laughs> Let's be yeah, honest. That's true. We get to that stage and we're like, God damn it, you know? We're just right. getting started and you just miss your Premier League back and you have to it's it's basically eliminates the travel. So I get that from Marston. But then to to come out and say that we should have the World Cup every two years, that that was weird, man. That was weird. And I wanted to get your take on it and I'll and I'll kind of give my take. I'm kinda I'm kinda stuck in between two. Um but I think um, yeah that's that's the proposal. What do you what do you think? Should that should we do that? I mean, I think it sounds good, but I think what makes the World Cup so special and so great is the fact that it's rare. It's every four years. I also think it gives nations, like everyone who participates in it, a chance to cycle through either players or bring new players up. So I think every two years it would become stale and you'd see almost, I would say, almost the same team playing every two years. Um, So I would expect almost the same finalists, even if they're close games, maybe marginal stuff here. So for me, I, I... it sounds nice, but when you really get down to the nit and grit of it, I, I, I don't think anybody would like it. I think you would lose that specialness of the World Cup, that rarity every two years. Um, but it would certainly be a spectacle, certainly you know fan-friendly, be cool to have uh, the World Cup in different countries to travel. But you know, I think really the level of play would suffer uh, in terms that it would be you know almost, almost boring every two years. Um, and to Wenger's point about having the qualifying – uh, in one month, I love that idea. The only problem is you can't start and stop the domestic leagues like that for you know a month. Like you just couldn't, and the players need a break in the summer. So I don't know how you could squeeze that into a scheduling point of view. Although I do like that idea, just to run through it in a month, that'd be actually kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's feasible. I don't think you could pull it off. But no, I mean absolutely not. I would not like it every two years. I think that would suck. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's the common consensus here. Arson. Yeah, bro. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa there, buddy. (laughs) I think that's the consensus. Like less is more. That's that's the that's the theme with the World Cup. That's why, you know, that's why we want it more is 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 because it's not doesn't happen every year. We do I mean to play, I guess, a little devil's advocate, we do get the Champions League every year. So I mean the the quality of games doesn't change really there. And to play devil's advocate a little more, I mean, could this benefit like the USA's development? Like as someone who's who needs that, you know, prime time like games to play against. Like we could we play against more qualifiers, maybe or, or not qualifiers, but like play against better opposition to get ready for a World Cup. I would love to see a Concacaf Common Bowl like. Almost like the Euros, like they have it there. But like, I would love to see it happen here. Maybe that's what I want. Is <laughs> maybe that's a little that's a little big, too big of a change too. But like, we have we have you know we have the Gold Cup, 
but and we have the Copa America, which is separate. We've been invited to the Copa America before. I don't know if you remember that when when USA played Argentina, and it was in um, that was crazy. The confederations, when we played Brazil. I love that. Like we, why didn't they do yeah. that? This, why didn't they do that? Well, I guess the because of COVID and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Confederations Cup was such a good warm up. You know, we need yeah, we need brilliant. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm I'm not a, I'm I'm totally in with you. Is that like we should definitely have this every four years? But weird. Yeah, man. Weird, weird news. Something. Yeah, we don't like change either. <laughs> no, I don't want change. I don't want that change, dude. I think there'd be not necessarily outcry, but just like the Super League, man. I think like yeah. I don't know, man. I, there's something special about the World Cup every four years. And the fact, I mean, to organize it every two years. Sounds like a headache. It sounds like a headache, bro. Like, <laughs> they struggle already. So there's I don't know so how many, they There's going to be so many injuries. We can barely get Pulisic and Gio Reyna on the same pitch at the same time, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Come on. Give us, give us some time to get these guys healthy. <laughs> Dude, honestly, man. That's the other thing, too, is like the amount of big games these players would play. Yeah, because uh, the World Cup they've expanded the format too. It's not thirty-two teams anymore. I think it's like thirty-six. Yeah. So you're talking about more games, and then yeah. every two years, these players, bro, they get drained, bro. They get burned out so quick. Yeah, another problem. And I think Cop has been vocal about that before. He already thinks there's mm-hmm. too many league games. So then yeah. you add another tournament every two years and a big tournament at that. I think you're just burning out these players, these pros. Yeah. And we, dude, as fans, you want to see the best. You want to see them in their prime for longer. So, yeah. um, it seems to be not. really driven by money here. Um, to to do this, sure. to do to to think about doing this, yeah, uh, without any aspect of of is this good for the players? But yeah, it's an interesting talking about it for sure. But yeah, yeah. Final thought on that. Yeah, all right, man. Yo, we uh we got lots to cover with with what happened this past weekend. What happened today? Fuck yeah. Where where should we start? What game? What game drew your eye this weekend, bro? Ben, I've been waiting for Cristiano. Ronaldo to put on that red jersey, <laughs> and he did his thing against Newcastle. So I want to, t- I want to start there. I yeah, just thought it was an amazing game. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, I think, I think every romantic in football want to see him do well, right? Like you got, like even if you're not a Ronaldo fan, like you just want to see him do well because it's romantic that he's back at the club that gave him his big name. Um, so the fact that he scored, I mean, I know I was off my couch, Ben. I know it was a tap in. I didn't give a fuck. I was just so happy for this guy because, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time with him left or Messi. Yeah. So to still see him in his prime like this is incredible, man. So I have so many thoughts about the game, the Ronaldo effect, the lift that it gave United. Uh, just incredible, bro, that one player can make this difference. So for me, and I'm not even a Man United fan like that, Ben, you must have been just outrageous when you saw everything. Yeah, man. I was I was over the moon, um, honestly. It was it was a bit of nervous energy kind of because you wanted things to go right. If this didn't go right, like a Newcastle could have spoiled the party and dude, it just, it just had to be man. Ronaldo scoring, but to get a brace too. <laughs> sick. Dude, yeah. Ooh, so it was, it was, it was uh, like, I think Peter Drury had amazing commentary before the game calling him like he did. a walking, like art walking piece of art and, and uh, 18 years or 12 years or something in the making. He's he'd been there amazing. as an 18 year old. To come back and uh, he, in his post match interview too, he said even he was a little nervous because he did. You know the crowd was was singing his name almost the entire game. The Viva Ronaldo chants were going crazy. <laughs> and, he didn't even say and, he was a little. He said he was very nervous, which I was yeah. surprised to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there there seemed to be like in the first forty five minutes it was like, dude, let's give the ball to Ronaldo. Everybody, give the ball to Ronaldo. You know, everybody dude. was trying to look for him. So there was that like angst of like, dude, we got to get him going. 
And um, he got his goal, which was, I don't exactly what you said. I don't care. It's a tap in. But dude, he's that instinct. He's got that poacher, that fox in the box attitude now. That's that's his type of game now. And the second goal was class two, man, just to take that first touch out of the way of the defender. He still got the pace to beat like 20-something-year-old kids. And um, I, I love it, bro. I think having Ronaldo in, back in the Premier League is just good for the whole Premier League, not just for Manchester United, just to make Man United like kind of relevant in terms of like, yes, we have, we have, our, we have our king back kind of, right? But also to have that like almost a little bit of hatred against Man United because you want you because p- p- rival fans wanting to see him kind of fail a little bit and Absolutely. wanting Man United to stumble, which they they stumbled today, and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get but, to that. <laughs> but I think that's what brings amazing, and I love this like Ronaldo versus Lukaku kind of energy and vibes that I was getting to from after you know he scored his brace, Lukaku scored his brace like in the next hour afterwards. So, oh yeah. man, that was so cool. That was so good to see. To see me, like, to see him at the top of his game still um, and for everybody to get behind that. And the crowd was so lit. Old Trafford was was lit like, like it used to be. This positive energy, I think, just is, is going to keep going on. Even with, uh, you know, stumbles or anything ahead, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to those highs again. And uh, I'm yeah. so excited, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, you guys made a number of other big signings too that I think it's really changed the attitude of this team. But I have to say, um, you could really tell Ronaldo was nervous too in the first few minutes because he had some touches that I was nervous about too. He had that one whiff on his uh, when he was in the in the box. Yeah. Like I think his first shot on goal, and I was like, no, mm-hmm. like no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I have to say. Yeah, I have to say though, although his first goal was just a tap in, it was a rude Van Nistor, uh rude Van Nistelrooy type of goal. Yeah. Where you're just always in the right space. It never looks like he's working hard, but he's always in the right place and he scores goals. Um, but his second goal, bro, he literally made a sprint from half field and he beat the Newcastle defender for pace at his age at 36. And then to have the ability to finish with your left foot, I think told everybody I'm still at the top of my game. And there's been commentators and different opinions that say Ronaldo yeah. is actually going to be a bad thing for United. Like they try to spin it a different way uh but i think that second goal really proved that uh this guy is still at the top of his game and i mean to to peel away like he did and to sprint like he did uh was incredible so i really like that part and i have to ask you ben because there's so much like you said there's so much emotion at this stadium and I, i took some notes i was just looking at my phone here when i was watching the game what is going through Sir Alex's, uh, his Sir Alex Ferguson, his mind when he sees Ronaldo score, bro? Can you could you imagine what he was feeling, dude? Just proud, proud, proud dad vibes, right? <laughs> That's what you get because he he's and he and this is the biggest you know thing that Ronaldo that I think Fergie talks about a lot is his time at Man United. He he talks about how he brought yeah. Ronaldo to Manchester United and how he helped him through his career. And, right. Um, and so that's always going to be there, that father-son relationship that they have. It's so beautiful to see. And um, yeah, man, <laughs> that's exactly what he got was proud dad vibes. And uh, yeah, it's always it's always emotional for me when I see him in the crowd. And and and, um, and I love it when they they're, they pan to him and they're doing well. But it's always it's always heartbreaking <laughs> when we're not and they pan to him too. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. There there's a there's a lot of good nostalgia feel. But then again, the, a lot of the focus is on Ronaldo, so the 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 aura that's behind that is 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 great, you know, is great. But yeah. then, what needs to come from that is is kind of results, and that's yeah. that's the nature of nature of the business that that they're in. But um, 
they got to keep riding this high and they got to, and they got to keep feeding off that. Absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to touch on too, the tail end of this is you mentioned Peter Drury in his commentary. I really liked when he called Ronaldo young again. Um, Cause we talk about like how important, you know, Ronaldo is for Manchester United. Now I think it's almost, it's actually equal both ways. It, Manchester United, the fact that Ronaldo went here in the stage of career is also very important for him because I think he has new motivation. Um, mm. And I think of Ronaldo and Manchester United like soulmates like the way that the fans love him. Like he never got that type of love in Madrid. He got respect, especially when we were winning and joy out of that. But the type of love that United fans have for Real, or excuse me, have for Ronaldo is so different from any other love he's gotten anywhere. So the culture, it, it it's, it's, it just fits perfectly. So you got to say that men United have big things on their plate this year. Um, and, it's, and like you said, more than anything, it just, let's say you guys don't win a trophy this year. The positive energy that was brought in um, is almost like gift enough just to see this play out. But you know, the type of player Ronaldo is like, he's not going to be satisfied unless they're winning, but I just want to touch on that. He's young again. I really thought that was like, like that. I, I thought it was really big um, when he mentioned that. So like I said, it was, I think everybody, Everybody enjoyed seeing Ronaldo back in the Premier League, so just awesome, awesome, awesome. He's a machine. He's a machine, bro. <laughs> he he really, scored today. He can't really, stop. And he, <laughs> he can't stop scoring. He got his goal. Yeah, <laughs> check. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was it, what was another game that stood out to you this weekend, man? Uh, I want. I'm, I'm, kind of want to touch on one game first and then Arsenal Norwich stood out to me because it was happening the same time at the United game and I really expected Arsenal to win by a lot bigger margin um and from my understanding too that it wasn't really like a captivating performance I think uh, from what I read because I obviously I couldn't watch the game I was watching Manchester United I didn't go back and watch it but I was really surprised they didn't win by a bigger margin I mean it was 19th and 20th place I expected Arsenal at home with the players yeah. they have and finally you know they're getting their starters back to win by a much bigger margin. So that's, that's concerning for me for that, you know, a little bit, but it's also something to build on. You can still spin that positively, but I really expected to see more of a, more of a scoreline there. Surprise. Really? They had like 30 some crazy shots um, in the game, which was another, like a, they broke one of their records or something from, from previous years. So um, yeah, I didn't get to watch that game, unfortunately, but because of yeah. Man United vibes, but uh a game that I watched before that, though, early morning. Me too. That I want to touch on was Crystal Palace versus Spurs. Dude, Patrick Vieira knows what to do against Spurs. Can you believe <laughs> that, bro? So that was that was great. I loved seeing yeah. that. And I, I think I have um, a lot of respect for Patrick Vieira. And for, you have to. For what he's trying to do for that club and for coming to the Premier League. And, and dude, that was a, that was a big scoreline for them. 3-0. Spurs now. Huge. Take an L and they play Chelsea now on the back end of this. So that's one to look out for. See what can Spurs had a have new coach, Nuno Espirito Santos, see what they can do with with that and that and that energy. Um yeah, those are the those are the two big games that, that stood out to me in the weekend. Liverpool obviously winning too. The top four just leads the top, Yeah. Yeah, that was a great game. But the top four is too, yeah. The top four is kind of what people are kind of talking about right now. We have Manchester United right now, Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool kind of rounding out the the top four. Um what do you think about what do you think about Man City right now? I want to talk to you about that. Do you think them not having a number nine is going to be problematic for their season? 
I do, and I think more so um, than last year because I think last year there was there was so many extenuating circumstances. Um, whereas yeah. every, every there were so many injuries where everyone could struggle, and we you hit on it, and I hit on it before the squad depth uh, was going to win the Premier League with the amount of variables that we're up against with COVID and and don't know when they're playing, and then the, the condensed schedule, like getting games in. But now it's different because we have a proper format where these guys have rest. So I expect. Um, that Man City will struggle in these big games because Chelsea is a force this season. So your their mm-hmm. defense, Rudiger is the best I've seen him ever play, um, and their whole team really. Christensen too, bro, and Reese James is a fucking monster too. So I don't Mendy see is Pep's so tactics, good, man. dude. Absolutely, I I don't see Pep's tactic of keeping the ball in possession, scoring against a team like Chelsea, whereas the, the Chelsea didn't have that same presence last season. So mm-hmm. I think this season. In the Premier League, every team evolves, and I think Man City, without having that number nine, that striker that they really wanted to bring in, is really you're going to see it more than you did last season. But you did see it in the Champions League, um, the end of last season. That that's where they suffer in these big games. So I don't, I think it's really going to hurt them in the big games. Even Manchester United, um, mm-hmm. their defense with Ferran and Maguire looks scary now, and he subbed in today, and I thought he had a really good game again. Um, so I think the teams have all gotten better. So where Man City could improve, they didn't. I think it's going to hurt them this year for sure. Dude, yeah, 100% agree with you. Facts. I feel like every team has to be looking at Man City right now and say that their squad can stack up against their squad right now. And exactly, dude, everyone's got a number nine. You know, Liverpool, they can rotate with Jota, but they got Salah scoring goals left and right. He's he's predictable. You know he's going to get you goals. You know, you know, Ronaldo, Cavani, one of those two, Rashford's not back. So Chelsea, I think with the with their they didn't have a their top goal scorer last year was Jorginho with seven goals from penalties, you know, a lot of pens. Man. <laughs> so all those chances and all those goals, and look where they ended up. They still ended up in top four and yep. they won the Champions League. Now they got Lukaku. Like you know, they have to be licking their yeah, lips but- this season and saying, dude, this is this is opportunity. This is it. Uh yeah. to 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 be near perfection. And uh, dude, they missed a lot of chances. I watched the game a little bit where um, yeah. where Man City and Grealish. Grealish is a top player, top class. He's sending in all those balls into the box, but dude, there wasn't a true class number nine to finish him. <laughs> no, not even close, bro. Yeah, unless they yeah. get somebody in the January transfer market. But like, um, yeah, I, I I'm not completely writing them off because they're they are who they are. They can beat every anybody, but in the top games, like you said, dude, I think it's going to come down to that. Just like you said. Oh, what? So with that being Dude, said, who, who you got? Who who do you think is going to get um, golden boot this year? As as we talked about, all these number nines in the prem. Cristiano, Ronaldo. <laughs> no doubt, bro. No doubt. You think so, man? No. I actually do. Yeah, I hundred percent do. Yep. Yeah, because man, you. I think what man you showed too against Newcastle is for the first time in a long time, you guys literally dominated that game. Like Newcastle was not really getting chances. The ball was literally being passed around in the opposition's box, like right in front of it. Like I haven't seen that dominance from Man United in a while. So it shows to me that Old Trafford is going to be a force again. So like the way that you guys can keep the ball between Pogba and Bruno, I see a lot of I see a lot of chances going for Ronaldo's way. And please believe he is taking the PKs too. So um, yeah, dude, and he doesn't really get injured, bro. Knock on wood. I'm not going on wood, Ben. Don't worry. 
Not gonna oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I do. I think Ronaldo for sure. Because Kane, I mean, do Tottenham, if Son goes down, that t- that squad is so thin. There's not enough mm. there for them to create. Um, and then Lukaku too, that's a safe bet. That's a safe bet too. But Lukaku goes through spells where he misses a lot. This guy could have a lot more goals. Uh, but he's shown the form that he has right now. He, you know, He's unbelievably sharp. But he does go through like lulls. He will miss big goals. Uh, I've seen it mm. happen multiple times. So I think I think Ronaldo's mm-hmm. the safe bet. I think Lukaku's obviously a safe bet, but I think uh, Ronaldo edges it. One hundo. Love it. Love it. What do you think? I'm you not got? even gonna answer it because I'm not even gonna answer it because you, you already know. Yeah, you're biased, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm super That's too biased. Far I think I know the, the 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 question had to come to you for that one. You know, I do yeah, have high right. respects for Lukaku and, and, and Harry Kane. Uh, I, those are the guys to score for, for their squads, especially Lukaku. Everything that I said about their their scoring record in the past, and he's the guy right now. He's the yeah. guy who has to get yeah. the goals for them. You know, um, he scored again today. Yeah. Amazing. You know, see, so it's like it, I love this Ronaldo back and forth. It's going to happen. I feel like a lot this season. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> it's so good, we, bro. It's any, so good. Any final thoughts into this past weekend? Should we dive into Champions League a little bit? Or what do you, what do you, what should we do? Any yeah, final no, thoughts? Nah, final thoughts, Premier League. Let me think, let me think, let me think. No, I think we hit it all, bro. I think we nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will oh, say man. this. On, yeah. on the back of this, and this will transition nicely in Champions League, I do think um, Zenit looked actually really good against Chelsea. So I think the you Champions League. I, I did. I watched, I watched it in pieces um, because, well – if any of my coworkers are listening, no, I didn't watch the game. But <laughs> <laughs> you watched the game. You watched it. Just yeah, like- no, I, I saw most of it. But I have to say that um, Zen mm. looked really good, bro. I think the Champions League it's 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 diff- it's way more of a challenge for any team. Um, and Chelsea right now, like like any team in the Champions League, are are finding their foot in the competition because it's a much higher level of football. Um, but I thought Zenit was in this game, bro. They they were in the game until they weren't. Um. I just think the Champions League is so competitive. You mentioned Chelsea, right? Like last year, they didn't have Lukaku. Now they do. Well, when Lewandowski is playing for Bayern Munich, that team is a fucking force, dog. So, I mean, the Champions League is so close, man. The only team that you know is going to get shit on right now, and that's Barcelona. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess we're going to start there. I guess we're going to start there, bro. That's all I want oh, to say. Thank you. Thank you for, for a good, good segue into, I think, Barcelona versus Bayern today. 3-0. Barcelona at home at the new camp, Camp New. Lewandowski doing his yeah. thing, two goals in. Dude, what would have happened if Lewandowski was was fit last season, man, in the Champions League? You know, against PSG. He had, I'll tell you right now so what would have happened. We could have, we could have Dude, seen we could, what's his of, name? Chupamoteng scored. Chupamoteng. He scored. If Chupamoteng can score, Lewandowski can score 10 goals. <laughs> Bro, it it could have been uh it could have been Bayern Munich versus Chelsea in the final instead. That'd have you know, been sick. We, That'd have been sick. We, we we I think we have to think about that a little bit. Lewandowski, man, he and and, and Bayern Munich. I saw the game in its entirety, and they were they were so dominant, man. Barcelona looks so bad, so weak. They just uh <laughs> they were relying too much on on Memphis Depay. And and Luke De Jong, bro. Like, what bigger downgrade can you think of from Messi 
to Luke De Jong. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Come on. So, I mean, I guess it's progress, you know, to lose 3-0 instead of 8-2 oh, against man. Bayern. But I think the, the, the hilarious thing that happens when I see Barca losing right now is that this is all self-inflicted. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, your your board is some some a holes running your club, and I feel I feel for the players because there's a have they have a lot of talent in their squad, and they have a lot of talent to cycle through. But like, bro, Coleman, I don't think is the guy, dude, to do I, it. And every time I see him lose, I just I just have this hilarious laugh in my head, and I want to play it for you. It's like it's like this is what's going through my head every time I see them, especially the scoreline today. <laughs> Self-inflicted Barcelona, self-inflicted. The whole thing with Griezmann too, man. Like I still don't. <laughs> yeah. I still oh my god, Coutinho. I guess you're the number ten now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dembele, are you in the hospital still? Oh, uh. <laughs> dude, what is Aguero thinking? <laughs> oh shit, Aguero! <laughs> On the team? Oh fuck, your best friend left. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Suarez must be laughing his ass off with Griezmann, bro. He's like, I told you. Dude, 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 I told dude, you. Dude, it's so, I told so you, bad. bro. You don't listen. You don't listen. That's amazing, though. You don't listen. Oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but they have talent, man. They have Padri. They have Ansu Fati, who's unlucky, who's getting, who's getting to keep you injured. Yeah. They Sorry, do have Joe. talent. Sorry. But they no, do no, no, have no, talent. No, no, It's true. It's true. They do have it's talent. It's just like. And then they, and then they get Pjanic for some reason, and then let him go. Dude, <laughs> then they do that. And letting go of Arthur, I mean, yeah, but Arthur, it, so bad. We could talk about for days how it's self-inflicted, but it's really like self-explanatory, bro. Like, <laughs> like it's just bad. It's bad. Sorry, like, pops. <laughs> but that's a big Marshall fan. He's listening right now. He's like. Uh, Mm. But it's, dude, fans, <laughs> dude, fans everywhere. Could you imagine like having Messi yeah. last season and then, you know, seeing what it is, the stage that it's at now, dude, it must be hella frustrating, bro. It's still heartbroken, man. They're still heartbroken, still frustrating. Heartbroken. And then to yeah. see that <laughs> happen today, the, the Spanish <laughs> yeah. media is going to be lit. Dude, lit. We're taking it easy. We're taking it easy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, no, dude, that's huge, man. And there's some really big games tomorrow uh, as well. Um, of course, Real Madrid and Milan. Huge, huge game. Huge dude, game. I feel like there's a bunch of classicos like Ajax and uh, Sporting Lisbon. I mean, that game's yeah. like pretty historic too, man. That's a lot of history in that competition right there. Liverpool, um, AC Milan. Rematch. Huge, bro. Dude, yeah. That's sick. Zlatan's not fit though. No, he's Zlatan. not. He's not going to play? Yeah, he's got a Achilles injury. So, um, mm. sad news. But um, that's still going to be a good game. Still going to be a good game. Uh, yeah, I got to talk about yeah. uh, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of what happened to her, to to the young boys versus. Oh, versus, versus let's bring United that boys. up. Yeah. Let's bring let's let's bring that up awkwardly. Yeah. After Joe wanted to change the subject, talk to me. <laughs> No, I didn't want to. I was like, what else am I missing? I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, no, I um, thought you, but yeah. I, thought, I was going to let it slide. You know, see how professional I am? We got to talk Dude, about it. You brought it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's. What do you have to say, Ben? What, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Istanbul, but six year 2.0. What happened last year or <laughs> two years ago? Last year. Yeah, yeah, it did happen last year. Yeah, man. Just uh, comical errors, um, individual errors, mismanagement after the red card. We had it completely under control when we scored the first goal. Yeah, you Bruno did. Fernandes, dude, world class pass. They say that Cristiano and Bruno can't mesh together because of like Portugal. I guess they haven't played well. Um, but dude, look out for that. Let's look out for that because that that's an ongoing storyline that's that's happening. But no they, way. Bruno, Is that what they're saying? Yes. That's that's the media, bro. That's no, the media. No, 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 no. That, I watched NBC that's what, this weekend, and the that, um, the guys on that that's channel. What the street, that's, yeah, what the that's what the saying? streets are saying. A little bit, a little bit. That's what they're saying, man. Just, bro, just Bruno, giving to you. That just doesn't make any sense. I completely, wholeheartedly disagree. It would make them better teammates. The fact that they play on Portugal, the fact that yeah. they're going into a World Cup here, they're gonna mesh. Yeah. And, and dude, there's no, there's no beef there. I think Bruno respects Ronaldo as a legend. I mean, free kicks. I can imagine them trading. PKs, I don't think will be an issue, bro. But no, dude, no. if you watch the game against Newcastle when they played, I think more people could watch that game because of the time it was played. Bruno yeah. and Ronaldo had a sixth sense. Like he was like back healing to him. He was looking for Ronaldo in the box. I don't, I don't fuck with that vibe at all, bro. Let's get that out. It's not happening, bro. <laughs> that's not true. That's not happening. So that that's that was that's a sixth sense, bro. He capping. Yeah. Watch, watch that first goal uh, from Bruno Fernandez's assist. His outside the foot pass. He had to like thread the needle, like fucking on a line to Ronaldo, and Ronaldo being the poacher fox in the box that he has finished it off. Great finish. We had it completely under control. Red card, our Roman Basaka. We shit our pants. Yeah, <laughs> which was bad. Yeah. Which was bad. Yeah. Credit to the home crowd, though. Young boys in Switzerland. Crazy though. atmosphere. Crazy, yeah, crazy atmosphere. So credit to them, man. They, they their second Champions League dub in history. And the man to score it is Jordan Pifuck. Yes, it was a Jesse Lingard mistake. Yes, it shouldn't happen. But he still had to finish it. And he did score. And, yeah. dude, I didn't know he's fluid in French. I didn't know he was born in D.C. Tia Bichu. And, and Tia Bichu, yeah. He goes by Jordan Pifuck. Again, apparently, he doesn't like Tia Bichu. That's, the, that's his, like, surname or, or something. So he, he changed it to Jordan Pifuck now. And um, I feel like Tia Yeah. He likes P fuck oh, better than CIB. <laughs> 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 
I liked Seal Beach Shoe. Yeah, me too. Um, that was such a good nickname. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, dude. Yeah, he he had to score the finisher, and uh, U.S. Men's National Team Twitter went lit over that, and it should be because I mean he he is one of ours. But I didn't know he spoke French. He was he was raised in France, and he speaks fluent French in his interview. Uh-huh. And I was like, the fuck. <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So big, big, big ups for, for him getting getting that, 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 that sweet job. I'm not, I'm not too worried. It is the first game. Bad start. A lot of things happen to us. Um, I'm not as reactionary, I think, as, as, as Twitter or like Man United like fans would be. I think um, we do have to handle our business. I think the group stage to get to, you know, to get top two, you, I think, Ten to twelve points is what you need, right? That's 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 like that's the goal, right? I would say in your group that might be even on the high end, bro. To be honest, because mm-hmm. Atalanta Villarreal tied. But yeah, I mean, if you hit ten, I think you're guaranteed out. But um, yeah. you might even need less than that, to be honest. But no, I yeah. agree. So Dude, I, I agree. Think also, um, it's not crazy, crazy reactions, bro. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, Ben, too, because this was the biggest moment of the game was when Ronaldo was subbed out for Lingard. Um, first of all, what do you think about that substitution? Knowing that he he likes to finish games, do you think the outcome would have been any different? Do you have to at his age? You need to conserve his minutes now because that was a yeah. problem at Juventus uh, yeah. with Sari as the manager before it was Pirlo. That's right. Um, That's right. So and you could tell when he when he came off, he wasn't upset, he wasn't angry. But you know, if there right. was a trend of that, that I think it starts yes. to be a problem because I mean he wants to play every minute. So I mean, your opinion with that substitution and then what led to ultimately your defeat. What are your thoughts on that particular? Because you mentioned management before. Did Schultz try to do the right thing? What do you think about that? A great question. Very warranted. I think the the subs um, didn't work in this sense. In in that we didn't manage the game well with the lineup. I think we were kind of screwed when we got the red card of where we wanted to go, like who to take out <laughs> in that situation. And yeah. as the game was going on. Um, we only had Ronaldo as our counter striker, you know, as our counter attacking threat. And he did have a great chance to get that and, and uh, um, didn't happen for him. So I think that's going to be one to watch to see his reaction. I don't think he's going to be subbed off quite oftenly in, in, in big games, you know, and when games are coming thick and fast, especially with the Premier League. So I think it's, he, it's impossible, I think, for, for him to play every single game for to conserve like kind of his minutes, Bruno he was even taken off too, and, yeah. and those two on the those two on the bench would like look pissed, you know, and so I think it all depends on how the game goes and and what the results happen. If this is a common trend that this happens, of course he's going to be lit, dude. He's going to be pissed, yeah, and that's going to be bad for the locker room. So big things for for Solskjaer if he can handle it, and a lot of managers that didn't go that way was was the ones who did sub him off or like didn't play to his style you know didn't play to his liking they got tough so i think yeah dude i think i think Solskjaer is going to going to figure that out in the yeah. and, and with the lineups he's going to start almost every game but he might need to get probably subbed off at some point but dude in that situation um i was torn because west ham's going to be a big time big huge, time game huge this game. coming weekend this Sunday and uh and so if if we were to squeeze out if we were to squeeze out the one one draw, I wouldn't have been upset, you know. I yeah. would have been fine with it with Ronaldo. We wouldn't have been talking about this right now. You'd be I happy. Think. Yeah, I think I'd be fine with the one one. Yeah. Uh which I think I think that's when he was subbed off. We we were one one. And so I, I was okay. I wasn't like that distraught about it. But because the error happened and we are looking at this, 
if this is a common trend that does happen, if he's subbed off when, and we're losing, and, and that's that's going to end poorly for, for Solskjaer. That's not going to look good on him. Um, but it, I think in this game situation, I was, I was kind of okay with it. But yeah, the subs didn't work. Yeah, I wonder if he would have been subbed if it was the Wednesday night game, just because you were coming off, you know, it's not as much rest for him. But I think I mm-hmm. think what it showed, though, more than anything, is you need him in the team to win games. And I think the, you're in more danger of an over-reliance on Ronaldo than an mm-hmm. under by pulling him out. I don't think he's going to have an attitude about coming out because I think he understands it a little bit more. And he's already yeah. has his goal. I think you leave Ronaldo in if he hasn't scored yet. I mean, to be honest, because he's... Oh, yeah. I think he would have left him. So I think there's some good reasoning behind that. I actually think it was the right sub too. And if you especially look at Jesse Lingard's form for this team, I mean, he was sensational against Newcastle. He took his goal brilliantly. So the fact that Lingard's forcing minutes too, um, it obviously didn't work out today. But he, this guy, I mean, it's been incredible for him. So if you look at the substitution from that point of view, like before um, everything that wouldn't happen, all players make mistakes, man. So I think it. Um, yeah. I think it was the right thing on paper, but it doesn't pan out for you all the time. You can't, you're not going to win every game. Like that's not what Ronaldo's here to do. He's here to win the big game. So, you know. So um, yeah. it is. That's the Champions League, bro. It's the fact that anybody on any given night um, can win the game, and that's what it is. And the home fans, like you said before, was outstandingly. They were loud. Yeah. They were so you saw, loud. You saw what it meant to him, man. What yeah. it meant to young boys, and uh, it's incredible. Young boys. Nominee for best name, I think, for FIFA Ultimate Team. I might, I might, I might pick their badge. <laughs> Damn, Young boys but dude, that's so such ben, a good name, bro. That's a big, that's a sick name. No, I like it too. No homo. But let me ask you this question, man: Are we going to start playing FIFA again? Like, is that what I'm hearing? Are we getting the new? Oh, I don't know, know, man. I just saw the FIFA ratings today, and I was like, "Damn, got a little itch." And okay. then I saw, ah, "Fuck, man, you, you know, gotta, you gotta let me know." Mode is and with Ronaldo being back and Man United, I might have to do it. I don't know yet. <laughs> if you do, let me know. I need to know so we can let Call of Duty go and we can switch the field. We got, I have oh, to go man. in. I have to go in one way or the other. I can't go in halfway, <laughs> bro. You gotta let me know for it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, my 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 sticks might be hanging up for Call of Duty. That shit is getting me like no 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 happiness with all the stickers on there, bro. <laughs> all right, well, it's it no, sounds like FIFA, no, bro. All sounds right. like FIFA. All I might right, even man. bring FIFA 21 back in. Dang. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, let me know, man. We'll we'll work on that later. But um, dude, with this Champions League, with especially tomorrow too, like, is there any surprises? Any surprise teams that you're thinking about? Maybe that are like maybe even let's talk about the level of competition, bro. Because Atletico Madrid, outstanding team this year. I they I, yeah. I would argue that they've gotten better in the transfer window, especially the player that um they brought in from Argentina. I can't think of his name right now. What's the guy Simone signed? They had a crazy good. DePaul, unbelievable, right? So they've yep. gotten better. Bayern Munich, if Lewandowski stays fit, it's got to be the most like well-rounded team left in the Champions League. Now you have Chelsea too that has shares that same squad depth, and their form right now is insane. Um, and then you have, I would say, some really good young players on Real Madrid that can make some noise. The form that Benzema's in, he had a hat trick and an assist this weekend. I expect True. them, you know, they're certainly underdogs, but like the form that they're in, Vinicius Jr., bro, has leveled up. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But like, dude, I feel like the Champions League this year is going to just be insane. I don't know if there's one out. And I haven't even mentioned PSG. I don't know how I haven't mentioned them. But they got Lionel Messi, yeah. Sergio Ramos. They have Neymar. They have everybody. The depth of competition this year just seems like it's going to be fucking lit, bro. I can't, I can't say there's a favorite right now. So, but is there any surprise teams? Anybody we should look out for? Um, 
Uh, what do you think about Dortmund, right? Because they're considered an underdog. Yeah, but watching their form, I watched some Dortmund games. Okay. Uh, they're de- defensively, they're they're not solid. They they look That's they their... look very sus. Um, I can't think of like to call them like true underdogs. I guess to do what Chelsea did last season, you know, I think it has to happen. Yeah, you have to look at that and say that, dude. Like, we could do it. Like, anybody could do it. Not to yeah. disrespect Chelsea, but to see what like the what what kind of season that they went through. You know, True. the transformations through Tuchel and everything. What what happened with them? And and now, I think management is going to be and philosophy is going to be a big key. And I think that's a big trend through through many Champions Leagues now and many Premier League title wins and, and league wins. Is is the philosophy of their club? I know that's such a maybe cliche answer. But um, I feel like the ones that manage their team well and that and that gets them fit and, and gets them a little bit of luck too. A little bit of luck is going to go a long way. If Lewandowski was wasn't wasn't injured, bro, we might have been seen Bayern in that final, you know. So I'm looking to I'm looking forward to see what Atletico Madrid has to offer because they Huge. I think they had a great transfer window. They did with with, with keeping Jal Felix, getting Antoine Griezmann. Getting to Paul, they also got this um, this this Brazilian too from Hertha Berlin, um, Cunha. His name is last name is Cunha. He played in the Olympics. He was really good. So they have a lot of talent in their squad. And, and uh, every year we keep saying, I feel like we we we're like look out for Atletico Madrid, like you know, in their playing style. Dude. So that would be my thing, my biggest uh, team to look out for. And you can't look past Real Madrid because of of their history and with Ancelotti in their phase, and Benzema can, continues to score goals. They still have a midfield. <laughs> they still have a solid. They still have a solid midfield. Kamavinga, I think, is a brilliant signing for the future, but he's going to do work now. The one thing you worry about with Real Madrid is is if they can keep their entire squad fit. Yeah, yeah. Facts, for the facts, for, facts, for the facts. for the important games and for the entire season. Facts. Um, and so that would be my one to look out for is, is Atletico Madrid. Let me say this too, Ben. Without COVID last year, the way that mm-hmm. Atletico had beaten Liverpool in the Champions League, I think without that interruption, bro, without that disconnect and that flow, that t- that form, because form is everything in the Champions League. I think they yeah. would have had a better chance because when they played Chelsea. Um, all credit to Chelsea, but it just seemed like they were almost a different team. They, they were. They were a different team by then, bro. So, like I said, all credit to Chelsea to force that result to win both home and away. I think they did. Um, Man City are going to be hungry too. Man City are going to be hungry too, but it's also it's the same story from them, bro. I expect. I think I, all they're so predictable. They're so predictable this year. Um, they have mm-hmm. an outstanding defense, but it's just like the offense is. I mean, still outstanding players. I'm sure their their midfield is really talented too. That'll force chances, specifically from out wide, like Amara's cutting in. Um, but dude, I just I, Atletico, man. They're I think they're gonna surprise some people this year if they keep uh, the team fit because those guys are outrageous. Um, also, the other thing I thought was really surprised is how bad Saul. I wanted to mention that in the Premier League, his debut was oh, a fucking debut. Not a great I was, debut. I was, yeah, I was surprised, and Tuchel actually not threw him under a bus, but was like, "It was not good." Which usually they don't say that. So, um, yeah, dude, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, but Ben, let's talk about. Do you want to talk about the young players now that we've had on the radar? Dude, yeah, I think ones to look out for. Like we're talking about a little bit of Atletico Madrid with ones to look out for. Uh, who who's who's a player that you think is going to light it up 
because Champions League is what it is, man. It's it's made for legends. You know, legends are made in this tournament. Look at Bale with his bicycle kick. Look, look at Zidane with mm. his volley in the Champions League final. You look at Ronaldo in in, in his long free kick against Arsenal. Um, you look at all these moments, and 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 I think all these moments were were written in the stars for a lot of these players. And that's why we love the Champions League. You know, the aura behind it. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who do you think is going to be the standout one? Not standout star, but the one to look out for, like the one that we should really keep our eye on this season. From Atletico or in the competition in general? In the competition, in, in Champions League, yep. And like in, in all of Europe, in, in Champions League, yep. I'm going to have to say Vinicius, bro. Um, because what I've seen from his style of play is not only is he beating players, uh, but he's actually gotten better at that in the summer. I don't know how, because he really didn't get a lot of minutes from Brazil. He came on as the sub most games. Uh, but if you watched him play for Real Madrid so far, the, his criticism, biggest criticism was he couldn't finish goals. he get opportunities. He's lightning fast, but he doesn't finish. He's literally finishing very difficult goals, and he's making it look easy, bro. And if you watch the game from this weekend against Celta, um, Vinicius, and obviously Benzema was the player of the game, but Vinicius won the PK. Um, and not only that, he scored a goal. And the, his ability to be as quick as he is, the way that he's finishing goals right now, he has every element to be a superstar in this competition this year like never before. And I think it's yeah. outstanding to see that development. And maybe, you know, not pulling in Mbappe this year is actually a good thing for Vinicius to continue to develop and actually harness more responsibility on this team. Because if you bring in Mbappe, he's going to score goals. But now I feel Vinicius is feeling the pressure for the team and he's stepping up, bro. He's been absolutely sensational. So for me, a guy that is is coming of age, at least right now, everything, look, he's checking every box right now is Vinicius Jr. Love it. Love it, dude. He's his goal. The the goal, not this past, not this the weekend, chip. but the goal, the, the weekend before the chip. Oh that my he had, god! Where, where we watched it together. Yeah, we yes. watched it together, and and he chipped it far post to to the to uh, um, keeper's opposite side. That was brilliant. That was sick. And um, dude, no yeah, no one I knew love- it was in until it was in. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, everyone paused. Everyone was like, "What? What? Vinicius? <laughs> dude, that was dude, like prompt fast. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, um, who does Vinicius Jr. remind you of? Like, who does he play like, and who do you who do you think of when you watch him play? That's a tough question because his pace reminds me. I don't want to make this comparison. Oh my god, I don't want to jinx this guy and overhype him. But his pace. It's re- okay, but you got it. His pace reminds me of El Phenomenon Ronaldo before his knee blew Ooh. out. Like he has that pace. Okay. I'm not saying he was the same player. I'm not saying he was the. But I'm just saying pace. in terms of about pace. pace Pace he has mm-hmm. in terms of skill, he reminds me of Robinho uh, because he loves to oh step God. over and he the way he can shake his hips and just literally faint one way and go the opposite way reminds me a mm. lot of Robinho. So I'm thinking like a hybrid, um, and then just the way he's been finishing goals, he's usually inside the foot. Reminds me of the way Kaká would line up the keeper and then curl it. The way he's been doing mm-hmm. that. So I mean, lately, 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 lately. I mean, that's I mean, those are huge yeah. names. Holy fuck! I'm not trying to say this guy's gonna be a god. <laughs> I'm just saying he's 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 he looks amazing right now and um the pace is unbelievable. Dude, yeah, we gotta mention him. He's leveling up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really fun to watch. Yeah, my guy, let me see. I was thinking about it while you were talking about it. Um the one the one rising star that that I'm looking forward to seeing, and uh I saw him play today 
and if he keeps continuing getting minutes, um, which would be amazing, is Musiala from from Bayern Munich. He's he's an eighteen year old German kid. Not many uh, people will maybe maybe know about him quite yet, but every time I see him play, because I've been watching a couple of Bundesliga games here and there, and he is lighting it up, man. He's got pace. He's got ability to beat you on uh, on one on one, and and every time he gets the ball, like he looks like he's gonna beat somebody, and he's getting close. He's not quite there in terms of finishing product, so I don't think he's gonna light it up completely like this season. But we'll I think he was, he was he was in he was in for uh, Serge Gnabry today because Serge Gnabry was injured. But if every time I see him play, dude, I just I just light up and I get a smile on my face and I feel like, dude, this kid's the best. This kid's this kid's amazing. So he's a wide so, player look, then. He can play on either side. Uh, and he's 18 year old too, so he can be molded into into something. So look out for him. Also look out for him on FIFA because I looked up Wonder Kids. Not, Ooh, not, not like not like before the podcast, but like <laughs> a while ago. And and he's like he's like highly rated to be 89. Kamavinga is also one one that I always kept signing for for my career. Oh, mode what a too. beast! So me too. Um, I knew about him through through FIFA, and I think a lot of players know about these guys through FIFA. But actually seeing them in person, you know, when you see them ball out, you do that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're 100. like, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> if if you're, you're listening, you're not knowing up. what I'm doing, but I'm I'm doing the the pointed finger like when you see him play. Yes. Um, but bro, dude. Final thoughts on tomorrow and in into Champions League. You you ready to watch Inter versus Real Madrid? I am. Yes. Yeah. So I want to say a few things, Ben. Uh, Bernabeu was opened up uh, this past weekend, and it felt really, really lit. good. Um, yeah, it was lit, bro. To see the, pl- I think we had, I think they made it either thirty thousand could watch the game. I think it was. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly, but it feels good to be back there. Um, so I think that's an advantage for us. Uh, for sure, I think tomorrow uh, facing Enter, a depleted Enter, a Lukaku-less Enter. Mm. Uh, I think we're favorites, and I think we're at home too. So it's definitely one I I can see us. It's going to be a difficult game. Still have Lautaro Martinez, uh, but I think we'll win this at home, especially the form that we're going in. Look for Vinicius, guys. Look for him um, to have a big game for us because we need him to. Um, other than that, though, man, I think Champions League this year is going to be um, like. I don't think a team can make many mistakes like maybe they could last year and get away with it. I think it's going to be so tight and unbelievably competitive. Um, so really exciting stuff for the Champions League this year. I can't wait to see um, how it pans out. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about this season, bro. Ronaldo back in the Premier League, Champions League. All the fans are back. I think you're really starting mm-hmm. to see. Like, I feel like fans too, Ben. Like they know like we can't take football for granted. And like whereas like right, you know one of the things they said before was. The Leeds and Liverpool game was loud, but it was nothing compared to Old Trafford. They were loud the entire game. Like I really think fans are going to make a huge difference um, this season more than ever before because we appreciate it now, knowing that we had lost it. So, dude, this season is just shaping up to be something spectacular. The Regisa Report is back a fucking again. You guys are getting so many episodes, you don't even know how to click it that quickly. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff, man. I'm really excited about this year, about this season, man. It's all good vibes. So, oh, I do want to say this too. Um, Ben from last, um, for our last episode, Ben put a link in, um, to some of, uh, the recording of the podcast. So if you guys wanted to click the link, I think it's a TikTok video. I can't remember, but, uh, Twitter link. Twitter link. Yeah, our faces are out there, man. We're getting out there for you guys. We'll probably have some new stuff uh, from this episode too. So, um, definitely click those links for us. Um, let us know how we're doing, how we look. Um, 
Let's keep going, bro. Let's keep going. Let's keep vibing. Let's keep it rolling. Run it back. Eee. All right, fellas. I think that's my final thought, bro. I'm, I'm excited for the season, excited for this weekend. And um, keep following us and keep sharing with everybody. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.